Hello and welcome to this GCP short produced in collaboration with friends of the podcast AXA XL and all about European captive strategies. We know that the continent is home to some of the most sophisticated captives in the world, but even they have had to adjust in the face of the hardening insurance market of the past two years or so. So during the next 60 minutes, I'm joined by Maureen Chavonnier, Global Programs and Captives Regional Director for Asia and Europe at AXA XL, and Manuel Meyer, Country Manager for Switzerland at AXA XL. Marine and Manuel discussed the evolution of captive strategies recently in the face of the challenging market, including the things such as buyback of exclusions and deductibles and some of the work involved with new captive formations as well, which of course we are seeing quite a few of in Europe at the moment. Marine starts by outlining what kind of requests AXA XL have been receiving from European clients. Hi, Richard. As you said, uh, I work for Captive since many years. First as broker, manager and consultant, and I've set up Captives, advised, and even closed. As XXL now, I serve Captive um, for European clients in supporting the implementation of them. XXL served last year uh, more than 200 sessions, and uh, two-thirds of them were for European clients. Regarding the current market, the hardening market, yes, uh, due to that, we have more requests for higher retentions to be ceded to captives and also new lines of business. The main objective is really to optimize premium conditions due to higher rates with more involvement mainly on property, casualty and cargo lines of business. And more and more, we have captive strategies regarding compensation of the lack of capacity. And as you can imagine, we have more and more requests for cyber. In addition to that, uh, we've seen a strategy regarding the market because to have access to more stakeholders, to more actors on risks that are difficult to ensure, the captive could be involved more on part of the exposure, could be product recall, could be part of the cat exposures. And thus, uh, for the clients, the relevant market is broader. I think all those three strategies are really highlighted by clients and risk managers internally to, 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 to have the approval for, for higher retention internally. In addition to that, I would like also to highlight that in the current market, requests are not only regarding conditions of those sessions and services. Clients need more attentive listening of their needs and the understanding of their constraints, which are varied, of course. Thank you, Maureen. Uh, really good outline of, of the kind of areas, particularly kind of lines of insurance that you're seeing uh, more interest in, in going into captives in, in some degree. Manuel, obviously, you've got a, a unique insight into the Swiss captive market, particularly. And and obviously, we know that the Swiss captive market is a mature market with a, with a wide variety of different kinds of companies domiciled there or owning captives. How much do those requests, some of those outlined by Marine, how, how do they vary between uh, different sectors of companies that, that own captives in your experience? 
So first of all, thank you, Richard, for having us. Um, really appreciate it. As you mentioned rightly, it's a mature market, right? But still, um, the small the sample size is rather small, so it's not that easy to provide an overview on sectors. But it's clear that um, captives are, of course, very attractive in the current market environment. And if you look at the March 2020 captive survey, 50% of the captive owners are actually planning to expand their use. And, and that's not a surprise, of course. That's a general statement, and it does um, indeed vary between industries and um, the loss history is definitely an important factor there as well. What we see is that historically unprofitable industry sectors with potential for severity losses, such as chemical industry, energy, um, as another example, are some to be named. And we, we, we see some energy companies which are likely to find captives as their only option to ensure certain risks. And as, as Marine mentioned, um, I think it's, it depends also not only on the industries, but also the products. Um, and I want to reiterate that cyber is a big topic in that context, but also employee benefits, professional indemnity, environmental liability or terrorism. And of course, pandemic um, has created another big topic for captive owners, which has created a lot of challenges, but also um, a lot of opportunities. And in the, cur- in the context of the current uh, market environment, it's about capacity but also about bespoke solutions in the context of uh, more restrictive wordings, which sometimes are a little bit off the shelf, um, what we see um, from, from the market. What we also see is that we have more and more international companies which are considering putting domestic lines into their captives. That's a trend which we've seen a little bit more you know, in Switzerland lately. And then, of course, that's a generic comment. The discussions which we have are more around how to utilize the capital base more strategically to counterbalance um, the current rate uh, environment. I would say that there's more um, volatile risk appetite um, also on or risk tolerance um, also on the client side, um, which again is not a surprise, but which is very different than maybe two, three years ago in a different market environment. Yeah, very interesting, Manuel, particularly I think on the on the, on the domestic lines in Switzerland, but also uh, that, that volatile topic you mentioned at the end there, that's a discussion we've had a few times on, on the pod very recently that captains are being a little bit more uh, proactive maybe in thinking about taking in some of those more volatile lines of insurance. Marine, what, one of the areas uh, we do hear quite a bit about at the moment is the buyback of exclusions and deductibles, particularly in this uh, challenging market. Are, are you seeing a, a big role for captives in, in buying back exclusions or deductibles from policies? Um, regarding buyback of exclusions first, when the exclusions because we are more and more exclusions, as you know, uh, silent covers are, are more restricted and, and, uh, and exclusions are really a larger border than it was before on that, mainly due to cyber exposures or, or uh, non-damaged PI. So when, when the exclusions are on risks with no visibility and no market solutions at all, such as complaints in regards with uh, intellectual property or cyber, as I said, uh, the captive can be involved, of course, to organize their financing. Knowing that uh, for those emerging risks, we have to know that they are often complex and very specific to clients. So it means that the insurer added value to support the captive in this strategy is also to in, in supporting the insurance policy wording with experience, including of the claims handler. So it's a, it's a really uh, something that has to be uh, known and we can work closely with brokers and, and clients 
on a tailor-written uh, solution. Close to uh, very dedicated coverages for some other emerging risks that are not excluded, but not covered either. So we are more and more involved, but in this market uh, with higher premiums, that has to be a very strategic decision at the top level of the, of the group itself within, a, let's say, a structured uh, risk management uh, that includes the financing. Regarding buyback of deductibles, in fact, buyback of deductibles is very close to first layers in captives. And this is, of course, the main and most obvious involvement of captives. Uh, not only due to the hardening market, uh, even in a market which allows to have optimization due to higher retention, it's relevant. So, but as you said, uh, and we've said before, um, due to the hardening market, the capacity cedid for these first layers and uh, buyback of deductibles are often higher with biggest, uh, biggest capacity. So it means higher volatility within captives. Perhaps, Manuel, you, you, you can precise what you've seen uh, in your market. You see it more often, of course, in those lines where the, the wording changes are very restrictive. So as a general rule, of course, again, which is, which is pretty obvious, um, I, I would say that we've seen a few cases where captives bought back exclusions to continue to provide the same scope of coverage um, as the expiring terms to their insured entities. That's certainly something which we've seen. Um, as for deductible buyback, that's a little bit more limited, I would say. But I think there is an overall trend that captives um, follow a more strategic ambition of the holding with the shared ob objective of reducing the total cost of risk. And specifically what this means, I mean, we've seen that in several cases, is that higher deductibles are often used by the headquarter to incentivize operating entities to minimize the loss frequency and hence reduce, again, um, the total cost of risk. That's not an easy one, especially for um, smaller entities with a smaller PL um, who would, of course, um, prefer um, lower deductibles. So that's that's something which needs to be um, vetted with the headquarter and which needs to be in, in in line with the overall management philosophy and then the risk tolerance and the overall ambition. That's a little bit what we see um, from from our Swiss partners. And so, Marine, one of the other areas we've heard about this market is not just, of course, increased premium, but reduced capacity as well. So is that a challenge that captives can meet? Are captives also being able to help the group fill capacity where it is required? Yes, and mostly for cyber uh, programs. Because in cyber programs, you often have the captive in the first layer or buyback of deductibles, as, as we've said, as usual. But due to the lack of capacity, we've seen uh, more and more, and supporting more and more captives involved in the intermediate layers. Because you have a market or uh, uh, some capacity below, let's say, 50 million of euros and above, but we have a lack, in fact, in the first part. And so that's why captives have been, have been involved in those intermediary layers. Could be 100% of a thin layer, could be a quota share of a biggest one, but it's really a trend and it should be confirmed uh, uh, for the next uh, renewals uh, campaign, the 1122 one. So yes, lack of capacity is very significant, mainly in cyber. We could have, because I have, some questions have been raised, another uh, line of business also. For cat exposure, we have a lack of capacity. 
it's more unpredictable. So the portfolio of the captive, if he's more involved in various uh, risk profile, it's easiest for the client to decide. This all um, matches up with kind of what we've been hearing anecdotally over, over the past year or past two years of this, of this um, cha- challenging marketplace. Marine, in terms of how AXA Excel works with captive clients, so we, we've spoken there about how some of the European strategies have been changing. And we're also seeing, of course, new captives being formed in, in Europe at quite a good rate. And I'm very excited to see what those numbers are at the end of the year. What, what do new captives need to be thinking about, Marine, when they do start upon this journey? And, and what role does, does AXA Excel have to play in this process? I don't have yet all the figures, but uh, what we we have noticed is that within the large number of new requests for new sessions, nearly one third is for new captives. So it means that we have, even at the beginning of the study, we often are informed and we often explain how we work uh, with those new captives. Because it's stressful for the client, for the risk manager to, to, to set up this tool. Uh, it's complex uh, with a lot of impacts, uh, not only the financial ones due to the consolidation of the captive itself, but it's also regarding uh, the legal uh, uh, context, uh, the regulation, even the contractual, uh, the collateral to set up, and so on. So regarding those new captives, uh, at AXA Excel, we are very involved in a regular dialogue before the decision, after the decision, because after the decision, the, cap- the, the risk manager has many things to manage, including the negotiation and the setup of the pure fronting, what we call the fronting. Uh, so we, we are very involved and close to the clients, even with the various stakeholders uh, within the parent company. It could be uh, finance, legal, uh, tax even. In fact, the dialogue we have as partner with the, the client is really for all of us. All of us, I mean, because we have many stakeholders in this, uh, in this uh, partnership to fully understand all the steps all together. And we often work on options. And that's something to highlight to help the client to decide with a full understanding of all impacts of various level of capacity cedit to the captive. So we know that after, you will have to work on, this, uh, on those options uh, to precise the business plan, to calculate the regulatory impact, capital, for example. So that's why uh, this dialogue is so, so important. Thank you, Maureen. And uh, Manuel, I understand you, you are, in fact, working with, with a new captive client at the moment. Not, not, a, not a new captive, I should say, but a, a new captive client. How do you, when you, when you do take on a, a new account like that, Manuel, how do, you un, how do you make sure you are able to understand and, and provide value to that captive strategy in, in a kind of timely and, and efficient manner? Well, Richard, um, Marine, she, she mentioned two words several times. Uh, the first one was dialogue and the second one, um, partnership. And I think that that's the gist of it, right? It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of um, communication, um, spending time together, really understanding um, the client's ambition. Um, in some cases, obviously, together with the broker. In some cases, we do it just with the client. Um, if it's a greenfield approach, um, we support with benchmarks. Um, we have subject matter experts who can help uh, with with 
you know, assessing the overall risk, but also providing support um, around topics um, like Marine mentioned, um, the regulatory environment, taxes, capital implication, um, also reputation is, is a big topic these days. So, so there is a lot of conversation taking place, um, obviously, um, when it's a new captive, but also in this particular case, you're, you were mentioning it's, a, it's an existing captive. There it's important to understand the client's overall risk picture, the risk tolerance, their reporting needs. Um, and from our perspective, it's really crucial to understand the holistic approach. And what, what really helps in, in this particular case is that we also have access to top management. Obviously, not at every discussion, but they're involved. We understand what they want, how they tick, and that's the best way to support them. And then a lot is obviously very operational on, on payments, reporting cycles, agreements, um, legal involved, etc. And Marine mentioned the, all the stakeholders. It's quite complex. It's a lot of work initially, but I think um, a huge benefit for all parties involved once you get it up and running the right way. In addition, we at AXA Excel are very transparent and we are explaining our internal stakeholders. It means that we, we explain the, the role of the credit security team, the role of the actual analysis of the capacity cedit, the role of the Cedidre uh, department to manage information and financial flows. So it's very important because if it's very clear and understandable, we will all together have higher quality of seeding conditions and higher quality of services. And that's key for the quality of the partnership. Well, thank you to Marine Chabonnier and Manuel Meyer of AXA XL for a very insightful 20 minutes into the European captive market and captive owners' responses to this challenging insurance marketplace. If you want to find out more about AXA XL and their captive services, then please do visit the globalcaptivepodcast.com website where you can check out all of our friends of the podcast pages and find guest biographies as well. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and see you next time, captives. Mm-hmm.